This is your Masters of the Universe. Read a long book. Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 21. Uh-oh, we're legal. For Sunday, September 24, 2006. <laughs> Downloading. I'm John Collins, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. Hello, everyone. Howdy. Woo! We're Hi. back. We've been gone for a while. Yes, we have. Well, not that long. No. Longer than usual. I know. We have such busy lives. <gasps> oh, the work. <laughs> the tragedy. I need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone, I'd like to apologize in advance in case this episode, uh, the sound quality, if it's not as good or if it's better, yay. Uh, I have a new computer and this is the first time we're using it to record the podcast. Yay for new computers. I couldn't hold out for Windows Vista. I had to get it now. So I don't blame you. So we upgrade later. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... I um I don't know about you guys, and I did the same joke the last time. But I went into Best Buy the other day, <laughs> and and I saw something on the shelf. I went into Best Buy, and I'll make the same joke I did before, and I saw nothing. Oh, <laughs> but um, bum, ching. Oh my! I actually didn't go into Best Buy at all. I sent a friend to get it for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I was nice. I was I, I was a friend and I picked it up for someone else. Aww. <laughs> I try. He actually said he had to go to three different Best Buys to find it. I was very surprised. Nice. Actually. Yeah, I think mine had after I had bought two, I think there was two left. There Not, were yeah. I I walked into Best Buy when the doors opened at ten and we were actually sitting in the parking lot waiting for them to open. I love doing that. Yeah, they opened the doors, we went in, and they had ordered just a ton of them. Nice. Dozens of copies. So, that was nice to see. Sweet. And since we haven't said it yet, what we're talking about, everyone, is <laughs> The Man and the Masters of the Universe, Season 2, Volume 2. The last of the He-Man DVDs. Yes, all 130 episodes of He-Man are now available for purchase. And it's about time. Right? (laughs) It does feel so nice, even if I don't have time to actually sit and watch every single one of them right now. Just know that they are in my possession so that when I do have the time, I can. It's very cool. Exactly. That's like, like, I have all ten seasons of Friends, um, but I still watch the reruns instead. (laughs) On the television. Which is strange because they're cut to shreds. Yes, I wouldn't want cut. to watch them that way. But, you know, it's just like, I guess, a convenience factor. But I do like that feeling where I know is I have all the episodes. I can watch them anytime I want. Yep. So that's just, it's just a great feeling, everyone. And if you don't own all 130 episodes of He-Man, you should. That's only And if you don't own, own all 200 and whatever episodes of Friends, you should as well. <laughs> but of course. But, uh, um... Officially, you can own all 130, and the re- way you'll know they're official, oh, they'll be in your stores, <laughs> like Best Buy. <laughs> Use common sense. Um, so you can pick them all up. There's four different volumes. Season one is broken up into two box sets. Season two is broken up into two box sets. The spine creates a nice little mural for you, which will also connect to the two new adventures of He-Man releases, which will go after these in... I'm talking only sequence of the mural. Mm-hmm. It'll go the four He-Man releases, the two new adventures of He-Man releases, and then the three She-Ra Princess of Power releases. And you'll have one huge uh, mural that you can have your DVDs create. Nice. And if only the Mike Young Productions show will be released to be part of that mural as well oh, at the end. We that would hope. be really cool. Yes. What's the holdup on that anyway? Well, that would be Mattel because Mattel owns that one. Um, yeah, they want way more money than uh, anybody is willing to pay. 
Well, I, I mean, BCI has said several times that they're interested in yes, releasing it. Yes, they are it. interested. So, Mattel, we want to buy it. We will buy it. Get it out. You'll make more money it selling money. it than you will by sitting on it. That's right. Right? Because we want to own everything. Because Entertainment Rights, uh, who licensed the old cartoons to BCI Eclipse for release, control He-Man, She-Ra, and the new Adventures of He-Man. So that was quite a simple task there. Got those all. But uh, they still they want to release uh, the Mike Young show, and, and we definitely want it. You know, mm-hmm. so I can say again, turn up the bass, play Price of Deceit, and be like, see, I told you all Hordak was snorting. <laughs> <laughs> when no one would believe me, I had to make a sound clip. Yeah, he absolutely was. Uh, he I, was, I, yes. I and they were all like, no, he wasn't. And I had to make a sound clip. And then who was, uh, uh, yeah, I won. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike Young Productions, for keeping alive. <laughs> well, I guess we should get on to the, the DVD. Uh, why don't we talk about the packaging first? It's blue. Yes, not a hint of pink on the entire thing. <laughs> True, and I, I can deal with purple. Yeah, the purple's nice. Because, I mean, obviously, Skeletor, his costume is purple. <laughs> but it's quite nice. It has uh, Skeletor, Evil, and a Beast Man. Looking all yes, again you. done in beautifully embossed on the cover, which is very nice. And the spine has sorceress, the opposite spine, not the mural spine. The other side <laughs> has the sor- sorceress <laughs> on it. Um, the inside is blue, and um, of course you got the characters on the on the DVDs themselves. I really like the Zodak one. I thought it looked cool with yeah. the, with the space background. I agree. That looked really cool. So, yeah, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) A question for you. At this point, because I obviously can't see the DVD, when you line up those four volumes, what what part of the mural do you get? What do you see in those? Um, I don't have them lined up to tell you. I I have them actually facing the. Well, you don't have to be highly detailed. Just you know, it has Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain. That, Very cool. That yeah, that's of, what we've got so with, far. With the um, you know, the pinkish, uh, dark pink, um, bluish sky. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Very cool. Yes, I actually have them the other way because I like the neon and the little character standing there. Because once <laughs> I get once I get all of them, I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna move them from right now. I alphabetize my television DVDs, uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm very like. They have to be alphabetized. But what I'm going to do is, once uh, we have the entire uh, mural done, I'm going to move all the He-Man She-Ra DVDs to the top shelf and have the, the mural displayed at the top. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was, I was actually thinking of doing that as a backdrop to uh, some of the classic the figure, classic figures. Ah, I that display. would work as well. Yeah, I don't think my shelf with figures on it is deep enough. I think that's what I'm going to do when we have the whole mural. I think that'd be a very, very cool. Yeah, it looks, I mean, fantastic. I love the picture on the back of this case as well with Prince Adam and Cringer. Yeah, it's pink, but it's okay. (laughs) I just like the look on his face and Cringer's just his little snaggle tooth hanging out. So cute. Well, when, when, when you opened it, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's like two art cards in here. There are. Wow. Wow. They're pretty cool, too. Wow. I know. I stared at them for a whole few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I, I, did you like, just, just, did you like put your hand on it and like osmosis? It's like, oh, I can tell what it is. It's really, really stupid. But I actually pull them every time I get one of these sets. I pull uh-huh. out the art cards to make sure that they're printed on the same s- stock paper. <laughs> which I have no idea why I do that, but I do. It's oh, well, very strange. That it is. It's really high quality. I like it. It's nice stock uh, or card stock paper. It's really sturdy. These mm-hmm. aren't yes, like flimsy well art cards. Like a like a trading card is even more flimsy than this. Yes. Yeah, and I think they've gotten a bit better as we go along, because I'm not positive on this, but I think the ones in the He-Man best of were a bit flimsier than they are mm, now. They might have been. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think they were. So, Well, number 11 uh, of 16. Now, remember, to obtain the rest of the He-Man art cards, you have to buy the new adventures of He-Man. Yes. So, no but you were going to buy them out. anyway, yeah. right, everyone? Better. Yes. Go Good. into it with an open mind, folks. Anyway, number 11 of 16, Dan, oy, 
Brereton. Br- 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 well, there's this guy named Dan, Br- and he does <laughs> art, and he's worked on a lot of things, according to his biography. Yeah, it's a um, pretty long one. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, lots of stuff. Look at that. Bart Simpson's Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> anyway, his is very styled. Uh, it says on the back he has a distinctive style. I agree. Uh, yeah. It has villains on it. We don't want to give it all away. <laughs> it has villains on it. Um, Evil Lynn's creeping me out a little on that one. Yeah, so I'm too. going to set it down over here. Now, <laughs> See, I, li- I like creepiness, so that one really appeals to me. I may try to get that blown up and turned into a poster or something. And of course you would not sell that. It would be for your own private use in your house. Exactly. Because it would be illegal to do that and we're not going to support any type of illegal activity. Buy the DVDs get the art card. I'm not scanning it for anyone. Okay, now. (laughs) Now. Now you're creeping me out. That was my disclaimer. We do not provide scans of the art cards. Buy the DVDs because they are awesome. (laughs) Number 12 of uh, 16. We have Mike McCone. Now I can pronounce that. Who has worked on ooh, Justice League, Detective Comics. I always liked Detective Comics. I never read them, but I bought them. <laughs> it was much better at Detective Comics than buying something just called Batman. Anyway, this one is one of those nice, like, uh, good guys versus bad guys about to, like, run into each other and, like, clobber each other. Kind of reminds me of the opening of Dinosaurs. Anyone remembers that show from the 80s? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, it had 65 wonderful episodes. Lovely. But that'll be for another time and place and not on the He-Man podcast. But anyway, that's number 12 of 16. And I just looked on the back of number 12. It appears this one was colored by our very own Val Staples. Woo! Actually, yeah, because I, cool. I like the coloring on this one much more than the other one. Although I guess the other one, it really fits the dark tone. Yeah, it of does. the other card, but I, you know me, I'm more of the cartoony. Um, yeah, that's the kind of coloring I like. So this looks it really good. I love the background too. Oh, on, totally. On the what is it, Mike Mc, Mike McCone. McCone, Mike McCone card. Ooh, it's all like fire, and it's like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Ooh, I just noticed. I really like. Uh, we'll give it away. Evil Lynn. Ooh, big surprise is on this card too. And uh, look at her hand there. I like how she's like <laughs> with, that, with a little <laughs> bit of magic on her hand. She's like I get yeah. Ya. Yeah, that's good. Like Orko, not so much, but that evil Lin one I like right there. Aw, Orko looks cute. Oh, he looks like he's shivering in his non-boots. No. Uh. He's shivering in his in his boot robe. Okay. And we should also make mention as well, um, it, well, before we move off of the packaging, very, uh, I thought it was very cool that Queen Marlena got a disc in the set. Yeah. Well, you know, Queen Marlena really knows how to wear a green dress. <laughs> I say that out loud. Edit that out in post. No, You're I'll leave silly. it. I tried to have, not have to edit anything. Okay. Shall we? we uh, do we want to talk special features first, or do we want to just quickly go over some episodes first? I think we should do the episodes first. Oh, I like the way you think. <laughs> so do I. Oh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Disc one. I apologize if I'm a bit sarcastic today our, to our listeners. I am now accessing Disc one. I'm in a good mood. Can I speak now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm being a little facetious this morning as well. Um, we're going to skip over the hunt for He-Man. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to oh, a milestone episode in its own right. Episode number 100, the 100th episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe of Power and Glory and Might. The greatest show, (laughs) the greatest show, the greatest, the greatest show, and I don't mean episode, on Eternia. (laughs) You definitely don't mean episode. (sighs) Yes, this was definitely not the greatest show on Eternia. (laughs) I know that we're not talking about the special features yet, but I have to say... That one guy really didn't seem happy <laughs> when he was told that a lot of fans don't like this episode. He kind of got a little defensive. <laughs> the writer of the episode. But in any case, yes. um, I have a lot of problems with this episode. 
Yeah, this this is, I think, probably the worst episode of the series' entire run. Well, I don't know, because it's so fun to to pick it apart. Um, (laughs) I just have to say, why did the clown sound like Mickey Mouse? Um, Yeah. Um, That's all I could hear every time he spoke was Mickey Mouse. Well, um, well, okay, here's the story. Lou Scheimer and Walt Disney... Uh, were having a dinner, but Walt Disney was there as a ghost, and they were <laughs> <laughs> they were having this fight, and Walt possessed Lou with the voice of Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. no! Actually, I don't even know. Is that Lou voicing the clown? I can't remember. Yeah, but, that that is what they said in the but, commentary. I'm sorry, that was a very poor taste, and I really like Walt Disney as well. <laughs> but yeah, that clown voice, I was not happening, and I'm sorry, but it was really disgusting. I did not like this. Whenever the the three, tu- what is that? What is a elephant's tusk? Is that what that is? Or his nose? Or is whatever that thing is? His, his um, snout. Trunk. His trunk. trunk. The elephant's trunk. He like goes down through Orko's hat and it comes down out at the bottom of the robe and everything. That's just, yuck. Did it? I don't yes. recall that. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. <laughs> do that. Don't do yeah. that. Terrible, terrible episode. I have nightmares so. of crackers every day. <laughs> and I'm talking about yeah. like Ritz. Ritz crackers come out. <laughs> killing me. Yeah, this this episode was was definitely um, Bad. a low a low point in the series, which is unfortunate. And I mean, I prefer I think you and I definitely disagree on this shadow, but I definitely prefer to the the darker, more serious side to Masters and uh that episode is the epitome of everything I despise. So it's just bad. Yes. It's just bad. But the trapeze fight. <laughs> oh, that was But so if horrible. any of you listeners would like that... to argue argue with us. Go ahead. <laughs> but if any of you are if any of our listeners want to argue with us, you can send us an email or uh, a voicemail. Oh, oh. Oh, we got to talk about that. The new voice. Do have to talk about that stuff. real quick. We have a, you can call us on the telephone now and leave a voicemail, but it's not toll free. So don't come charging me for the twelve cents you had to pay or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's whatever your local rate is. Um, you know, it's a regular old telephone number, but you can leave us a voicemail. It's our voicemail line. It's six one nine six one eight zero three zero one. That's six one nine six one eight zero three zero one. Long distance charges to California, USA will apply. Yeah, because uh, the phone number is based in uh, the good old sunny state of California. Um, and also I wanted to say yes, because we had gotten a lot of emails um, saying they, they just don't understand how to use Skype, which is understandable. So we have come to your rescue, I guess. So now you have no excuse. So call, leave us some voicemails, and we'll give you the number again at the end of the show. Back to the trapeze act. I didn't like that either, and here's why. Oh, the writing was so horrible. How dare you embarrass me in front of all these people? (laughs) And I know that was a horrible impression of Skeletor, but... (laughs) How dare you embarrass me in front of all these people? Yeah. I'm just like... I'm like, no. Skeletor, shut up. You know? (laughs) I was like, no, that was just bad. And he... uh, If you listen to the commentary track, which we'll talk about later... Originally, I guess he was supposed to be shot out of a cannon, not on a f- firework. I don't know, but that probably would have been even worse, so I don't know. Let's, let's get yeah. off this. I'm such a foul taste in my mouth right now. <laughs> I was born in the freak tent as a child. <laughs> he could have been, too. I'd like to apologize on <laughs> half of Josh D. Lioncourt. For his out recent outburst as Skeletor. <laughs> if you'd like to complain, leave us a voicemail at 619-618-0301. <clears throat> okay. But what he's not telling you is that was actually him. It's not me. <laughs> what was that? Beast <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, why did you say that before? Sorry, that was my merman. That was my merman. Um, This is not a competition. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the Crimson Pearl. <laughs> we have a glory hog on the show today. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Can I go to the next episode now? Please do. Yeah. Okay. Don't make me stop talking like this. Because I be talking like this and then you won't like me that talking like this. That is Slimer. Is it really? It sounds a bit like Slimer. Oh. Like a like a gran- grandpa Slimer. Um, don't. Sounds like. Do not support the real Ghostbusters on DVD. Please buy Filmation Ghostbusters on DVD, which will be coming out either later this year or early next year. Thank you. Next episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about Not So Blind. Joshua. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Josh. Uh, yeah, good. Ep- very, very good episode. I'm actually um, on the DVD commentary, which we'll get to in a minute, talking about this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not the commentary. Or, I'm sorry, the, uh, I said commentary. I meant documentary. Yes, there you go. The, um, it's a very, I'll sort of reiterate what I said on there. It's a very good episode. Um, I remember as a kid watching it for the first time and being surprised at how well it was handled. Um, dealt with a lot of things that I was experiencing as a kid at the time. And uh, it was very well done, very realistically done. And uh, I, and I liked the fact that they... They stayed true to what you know Masters was. I think I talked about that. That you know the 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 blind kid in the episode whose name I can't remember at the moment, you know, doesn't get doesn't uh, you know get around exactly the same way as they do here on Earth and stuff. And I like the fact that they they um, were true to the genre that they were working. It was very well put together. Very good episode, and uh, it was fun getting to see uh, Ram Man in a little more serious role as well. I think the kid looks like you a little bit. <laughs> I know I you can't. Know why. I know you can't comment on that, obviously. But in my humble opinion, his uh, name he, is Loose, by the way. Yes, Loose. Ah, that's, that's right. An odd name. Loose. They should have named him light. Josh. <laughs> well, I Loose would. means light, which is kind of interesting. But it's spelled L O O S. But yes, I see. Like L U. I mean, yeah, L U C. Hmm. Singing crystals, crystal caves. Someone might have been also drawing a crystal castle during this time. Because <laughs> Shira was already in production. Anyway, that's a really good episode. So, disc one, Yahoo! Disc two, uh, let's let's go right down to the Eternia flower. Just say no, folks, to drugs. Just <laughs> say no. But yay for Count Marzo, because he was always a great villain. Yes, he was, and he's in here, and he's got his black flowers, and he's all like. <laughs> Well, no, that Actually, would be Skeletor. Yeah, what Count Marzo had more of that. Hello, I'm still John Irwin talking, but you can't <laughs> tell because I am speaking differently and very softly. Yeah, you know, uh, Count Marzo. I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe I ever saw any of the episodes that he appeared in, but um, he, listening to the, the way that he's portrayed and, and the character in general always seemed very vampiric to me as a kid. Uh, well, he is very pale and he has a little goatee, long black hair. And, so, um, yeah. he's wearing he like one of them puffy things, like, uh, like old, a prince. like a prince. Yeah. Like back in uh, the day, not like Prince William and Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they shop at the trendy stores. <laughs> it's quite likely. Real quick, too, we'll mention uh, you can see Driel again in The Bitter Rose. And um, Modulok appears in Mistaken Identity. Although we much rather prefer Modulok on the Shira series. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's not go there. Uh, disc three. <laughs> You'll definitely want to check out Battle of the Dragons because. Granamir's in it. We all love Granamir and his little pointy hat. You know, back up for just one second before okay. we move uh, on to that one. Back to the Modulok thing. Mod- just one Mod- one thing that I always liked that they did with the with the Masters series and then the She-Ra spinoff as well. Um, it was really neat to see, you know, Modulok the toy was marketed as part of the Horde line. Yes. and uh, Or subline, I guess we should say. It was really neat to see them incorporate that into the stories of the show. You know, he he starts out on the Master series as um, 
you know, as a as a villain there on Eternia and working for Skeletor, I think, in that particular episode, or I can't remember if that was later or not. But anyway, the point being is that uh, by the time we get into the Shira episode, rather than dropping the whole idea of him being a hordesman or not using him again at all, um, they have him defect to Etheria, and uh, he ends up working there uh, briefly with the Horde, which I thought was a, a really cool way of... Um, of you know introducing the character and letting him develop a little bit more, I thought it was very well done. Well, John. yes, my profound statements have caused a moment of silence. <laughs> I'm that good. No, maybe it's because I'm just scared. Because also on disc three, or he's here, there are Skeletors everywhere, and there's all those little tiny Skeletors running around. <laughs> Hilarious, strange. If you watch Battle of the Dragons, episodes. really good episode. We get to oh. see Granomir again <laughs> in his second to his last appearance in Masters in general, because he appears later on in uh, Shira once, I believe. Yes, he does. And that would be his last appearance, sadly. Okay, then. (laughs) You can cut the tension with a knife, folks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what the problem is. (laughs) Well, I was talking about here, there, Skeletors everywhere, and then... Right, but you had already mentioned Battle of the Dragons, which I was trying to get back to before you moved past it. Well, that's why we need to stay on a linear talk show basis. (laughs) But you were jumping too quickly through the episodes. No, I was not. <laughs> well, then I'm going to go back to disc one, and I want to talk about The Good Shall Survive because Buzz Off is one of my favorite characters. I love it every time Buzz Off is on the screen. I'm being paid to say this. <laughs> Actually, I like Buzz Off a lot. I hated his voice. Yeah, his voice. But I bad. love the character. I love and the character. Now, you don't have a problem with his name, Buzz Off, because I know you don't like Spike Or. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not real Michael. attached to it. If they changed his uh, name, like if they had changed uh-huh. his name for the Mike Young production series, I uh, would have not complained. But well, I would have complained on the basis of they shouldn't be changing anyone's name, right? <laughs> They did that to but, Rainbow Bright. They changed one of the sprites that used to be OJ mm-hmm. to Mango in the newer whatever. Oh. What? Did you the, hear that, oh. folks? The newer whatever. They probably didn't want the OJ Simpson connotation or something. I guess, but oh, you don't just change someone's name like that. But yeah. Re- regardless, yeah, I'm not real fond of the name, but I can deal with that better than Spike Or. All right. I can do that, but I really like Spike because at least Buzz Off to me is at least, even if it's sort of stupid, it's uh-huh. at least, you know, had some thought put into it. Well, I definitely a... wanted him to buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas oh, Spike or it was just like, uh, let's just, he's got spikes and all the, you know, half the other characters end with or, so let's just do that. And that sort but of. That's the beauty. Me. I love that everything is like or, Spike <laughs> or, you know, Randor. Yeah, it, it was overdone, especially toward the end. Because you notice early on, the first few um, batches of characters, there are very few like that. We've got Skeletor. And, uh, yeah, I understand what you mean. The, yeah, there aren't very many. And then toward the end, we got Stinkor and Spikor and Mosquitoor. And we got all these ore characters. And it was like, enough is enough. Come on. You guys can be creative and think of something else. You did it for the first four or five series of figures. Yeah, to me, the characters like Trapjaw and Triclops and Evelyn, they had great, unique, uh, creative names, and th- those are the characters that uh, that I'm much more attached to than a lot of the later ones. Dragstore was another one. Just come on, guys. They needed to. They needed to uh, to uh, be a little more creative. I don't know what happened there toward the end with some of those. Well, how do you feel about visitors from Earth? Another uh, great episode. They deal with, uh, of course, Morlena's backstory being from Earth and uh, people coming who know who she is. She was famous back home. Um, I think in the uh, 
Master's Mythos there, she was the first woman in space, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, they come and uh, find out that she's still alive and the episode centers around them and getting her back home. We also find out, I believe, for the first time in that episode that her last name is Glenn, which is quite cool. That's my middle name. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a playoff of John Glenn. Right, which was also very cool. Is that the first guy to land on the moon? Uh, first guy to orbit the Earth. Orbit the I Earth. Believe. Okay, who was the first one to walk on the moon? Uh, what's uh, his name? That was uh, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. On the moon. I don't think he locked on the moon. <laughs> there's, well, that, there's that whole conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, this is not conspiracy talk radio. This is, <laughs> well, I that's don't, for Art Bell. This is I don't Cast. think he landed on the moon. It lies. Okay, disc four. I would say, you know, don't, I, I would not say that to his face. Don't people, like, say that to his face? Like, I don't think you've landed on the moon. Oh, I'm sure I'm not that have. disrespectful. Or am I? I don't know. <laughs> disc four. Um, first and only appearance of Roboto. Now... I, I don't remember this episode, and I haven't had a chance to watch this particular one again yet, but we have a soundtrack, soundtrack to this, this is the show. Today. I did not get the rights to use that, so forget I sang it. <laughs> anyway, really good episode. I haven't gotten to watch it, but I do remember seeing it as a kid and really enjoying it. The only thing um, that my only complaint with the whole Roboto character, who I liked a lot, again... Um, as much as I adored the vast, vast, vast majority of the voices done on the show, really couldn't get into Roboto's voice. It didn't seem to fit the character to me. Yeah, I guess I didn't mind it. And he sounds an awful lot like that uh, that little man Sheen guy that they befriend in the Christmas special. Ooh, I love name. the man Sheen. I like them too. I and, especially and, the puppy. <laughs> and and that you know the fact that he sounds like that or that you know that the voice was the same wasn't the, you know isn't the problem the problem is that it it much better fit the little man Sheen guy than it did um, Roboto Roboto needed a, a big you know powerful robot voice I think to me and he definitely did not have that well I remember going to the toy store with mother and looking at the aisle, and I do mean aisle, of Masters of the Universe figures. Ah, oh, yes. Those were great and days, weren't they? I didn't know which one to buy. My mom said I could get one, as she usually did. Spoiled a bit there. Um, and she said, oh, look at this one. He's clear, and you can see all his gears. That looks cool. And I said, okay. And I bought Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a little backstory for me. Uh, I always Aww. did like him. I like the toy. Um... I like how he looks in the cartoon. It's okay, too. How about Yeah, the, the toy was very cool. I did not own a Roboto figure until I was 14 or 15 years old, oddly, long after the show was wow. off the air, long after the toys stopped being made. That was so I ran, ran across one at a flea market for like $2, mm -hmm. and that was how I uh, ended up with Roboto eventually. Uh, not in perfect condition. I need to get me a new one. But uh, it was very cool. Bargain with evil. Disc 5? No, still disc 4. Do we have anything else on disc 4 to discuss? I just said bargain <laughs> with evil. Uh, see, I thought that was a reference to me going to the flea market and getting Roboto for $2. Oh. <laughs> So I no. apologize for misunderstanding. No, I'm talking about Bargain with Evil, where He-Man goes to hell. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> Larry Dottilio episode, so it's good. Check it out. Larry Dottilio episodes are always good. Always. Mm -hmm. Well. I'll wait till we do our Mike Young show production one. <laughs> I may have a problem with one. A problem. And not with power. Disc five. <laughs> uh, disc five. Yeah, I like the uh, the ancient mirror episode because I thought the mirror looked really cool. So if you want to see a really cool looking mirror, 
<laughs> you can watch that episode. Um, or you can just look in the booklet like I'm doing, and you can see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me see the booklet. Is or you can watch Harry Potter. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> there's so oh, many look. options for cool mirrors yes he is he is in the booklet so you can see the mirror or you could watch the episode you should watch the episode yes oh and look underneath the mirror there's a picture of spike or i always liked him so you can watch him in the games oh Mossman's down at the bottom of that piece Ooh. did you notice that that reminds me we got an email asking um what episodes Mossman appeared in well he did I would like to let everyone know that in Filmation's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Moss Man can be seen in the episodes Here There, Skeletors Everywhere, and the Ancient Mirror of Avatar episodes. You can go watch it and see that awesome mirror. So he was only in two episodes? Yes, but we love him anyway. Aw, poor Mossy. But he was very, very well portrayed. It always, and, and he's always been one of my favorite characters anyway. Yeah, he didn't anyway. sound like Farmer so Ted, cool. huh? Like in another series of He-Man? yes he was in the mike young production series as well and not as well portrayed in that series Mm -mm. unfortunately well that's how the story cookie crumbles in the original masters in the original masters he was more of a environmentalist which i am as well so i can definitely like that in the mike young series he was more of a hick which was very odd Stop global warming and watch the special features on disc number six. Ooh. We got two more documentaries. Right, yeah. The sto- Excellent documentaries. The stories of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So they talk about the episodes, which was okay. Ah, I was in that one. You're not allowed to diss it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to do a whole joke about this. And you just ruined it by letting the punchline out before I could do that because you were supposed to. Be I didn't like, think it mattered because I had already be, mentioned like twice before. I yeah, I but you it. were supposed to be like, "Well, why didn't you like it?" I'd be like, "Well, there was this guy in there." All right, all right, all right. But well, you got you got to do editing <laughs> to this section thinks, anyway. No, we're not going to edit this. Okay, Josh. <laughs> it's all my folk. It's all my fault. I am. I am very sorry, folks, that I deprived you of shadow's wonderful humor and i sent josh an advanced script for this episode that i wrote in proper script format and he obviously didn't read it so (laughs) josh and his he-man some of his he-man collection can be seen in the stories uh the stories documentary and oh i forgot my collection was in the the shot there well i mean not all of your collection obviously you have well yeah no just a little tiny piece of it but still like some of your favorite pieces of uh uh, of your collection or it is there. Yeah, very cool. Very, very Yeah, it made cool. me very jealous. Very yeah. Cool. We don't like Josh anymore. We're going to disconnect him from this <laughs> episode and then Rainbow and I will go back and talk about the rest of the stuff because Josh has become a little primadonna with his, like, DVD appearance and he's, like, he's saying, like, well, because I'm on the Master's Cast, you need to provide me with, you know, like, I need my own dressing room. I need... <laughs> And he like and he only wants M and M's that are blue, and I don't understand because they all taste the same, and he can't see the blue anyway. <laughs> but he freaking knew. These I gave him only orange ones, and he knew. <laughs> These two documentaries were were uh, two of the best ones I think so far. Actually, I enjoyed these for some reason. Much, much more so even than the uh, the last several. Well, I'm all which, for learning about the technical, like you know what I mean. The behind-the-scenes stuff and animating the second documentary is all about how they animated. Yeah, and I think also the second documentary had some some very um, s- subtle or maybe not so subtle marketing things going on in it. How many times in that documentary do they say the words ink and paint? <laughs> uh, yes, really. I, I can't imagine that that was coincidence. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe that is just a technical term that they used back in the day. I mean, it is, but they. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely was, but it was said over and over <laughs> and over and over to the point where I can't imagine that they would naturally have done that. But maybe they did. But I found it amusing anyway. Maybe, but definitely awesome documentaries. Um, you definitely want this to check it out. 
Uh, we yeah, also very get, um, educational. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. I just had no idea how much went into creating these episodes and how it took eight months from start to finish for one episode to be completed. Yes. And yes, that was so cool to find that out. Yeah, and like every week, two episodes would move forward. One, uh, you know what I mean. Yes. To another department. Yes. To be worked on, and the special effects, describing how they used like clear nail polish on some of the cells to get certain effects and so forth. I was just very, very enlightened by that. That is why cell animation like this is so much better. If I can go off on another tangent, is so much better than computer animation of today. I'm sorry, but when you watch these cartoons, they just, to me, they look so much better than the stuff that is computer animated. Yes, the computer animates have vivid colors, very bright. No little artifact. Oh, there's no dust here, there's no dust there. But I'm sorry, the special effects look so much better than the computer stuff. The computer Mm -hmm. stuff, it just looks fake, it doesn't look real. This stuff looks real, it actually requires creativity. I'm all for it. Yes. They need to go back to cell animation. I agree. End of story. If you'd like to complain, you send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> There's also um, two uh, uh, episodes where you can compare where it runs the storyboard and shows you um, the episode. So that's always cool. Um, we have three episode commentaries. Uh, we have a uh, commentary on <laughs> the greatest show on Eternia. So you got Dave Teague, um, Tom Cito, and Tom Tataranowitz on yes. there. And they had a great time. They gave us a lot of a lot more technical I- information uh, while making fun of the episode. Yes. <laughs> so that was great. Just I love listening to them talk about the different jokes they would play on each other yes. back in the, in the day. I imagine it was a very interesting place to work. I want to work there. Right. <laughs> there is a commentary track on Bargain with Evil with Lou and Erica Scheimer and Larry Dottilio. And eh, I was kind of sad on this one because Larry didn't really get to talk much episode-wise on this one. It was Mm -hmm. more Lou talking, and he kind of said some things we already heard in other commentaries. But that's okay. Because we love Lou anyway. We love Lou anyway. That's right. We've adopted him into our family. (laughs) He just doesn't know it, but... (laughs) I'll still send him a gift at Christmas. Then, of course, there is a commentary on the problem with power, which is everyone's favorite human episode. Actually, it's not everyone's favorite human episode because the origin of the sorceress was voted everyone's favorite. But it with number two. <laughs> that one's with um, that Tom, Tom Tataranowitz and... Dave Teague, right? Yes. He was the assistant or animator or something on it. I can't remember. But uh, it was really good. That one was uh, more informative, too. I like how we found out, like, oh, he based this shot in the thing on, like, Prince Valiant uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's always cool when you get to play homages to stuff that uh, really inspired you back in the day. Just mm-hmm. as I'm sure if we were working on cartoons, there may be some type of homage to He-Man, She-Ra, Rainbow Bright, um, Count Duckula. I don't know. I'm just speaking. <laughs> I may have a little gnome run around and be like, oh, look, yeah, like David the some- Gnome. <laughs> some some more obvious, you know, than others. John Irwin came and and reprised his roles he man on the Family Guy. Not too yes, long yes, ago, he so. was on Family Guy. That was John Irwin's voice. Everybody, it sounded great too. And then also, a lot of fun. Also on this disc, Josh's favorite part of the disc, um, if I may take the liberty to say that, was a trailer for the new Adventures of He Man, <laughs> which will be available late two thousand six. And um, it wasn't really a trailer. It was more so just the opening theme song. Um, and then it told you, like, all the episodes would be released and anything. But, as I was discussing with Katie earlier, no trailer for She-Ra. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is up with that? Yes. I have a theory on that. If Oh, I'd like to hear it. I may. <laughs> oh, I would. Well, first, first off, when did they say the new adventure, first set of new adventures comes out? Late 2006. Late two, okay, so probably we're looking at this, another December release because they they're not going to want to coincide it with the Shira one, no. I don't think. Because right. So, but here's the thing: they've been working on these master sets now for almost two years. My my guess, first of all, Shira doesn't really need the um, publicity. You know, Shira Shira stands well on her own. She doesn't of course need she the, does, the Josh. 
You could play She-Ra without having any He-Man DVDs off, and they would sell wonderfully. Okay. Go on. She, um, she is big enough to not need the advertising on the He-Man sets. Anyone who's a He-Man fan and who are buying these DVDs already know that the She-Ra ones are out or coming. So that's not um, really an issue. The New Adventures is a much harder sale, sell um, to you know to anyone for the most part. And that aside, you know whether you like the series or not is aside. It's not very popular among the fans, comparatively speaking to Shira. The other thing is is that these discs probably were planned, uh, you know, many many months ago, and. Uh, they probably, at the time they needed to finalize the footage for this, didn't, you know, hadn't gotten enough of the Shira material ready yet. To excuses, be, to be excuses, that. excuses. <laughs> now those, those I think would be the two, the two big uh, reasons. Yeah, I think. there should have been a Shira trial. Anyway, on the booklet. <laughs> oh, I agree. I mean, it should have been there, but I'm not on surprised the, that it's not. On the back of the booklet, can you hear me tapping on the booklet? Uh, right here on the on the back of the booklet, there is a big ad uh, for Shira and the new adventures underneath it. Of course, the Shira thing is all pink, which I want to tell uh, all the male fans out there do not be threatened to buy She-Ra volume season one volume one do not be afraid of pink the show really isn't that pink She-Ra doesn't wear pink Adora doesn't wear pink Prince Adam wears pink and you still buy the He-Man DVDs so good point so if you have a problem with pink or you think it's all girly She-Ra's not all girly um, please buy the DVD. Um, it wasn't, um, yeah, it's very pink and it should be pink, but, um, we're going to live with the pink and even this ad is pink and I don't know why it's pink. Um, <laughs> and how many times has he said pink now? <laughs> too many. It's okay. Shep. Right. Um, so it, it, you will grow to love the pink one. Day. Everyone needs to buy she season one, volume one available November 7th, 2006. That's a Tuesday because guess what? All DVDs are released on Tuesday for the most part, <laughs> except things like in Shrek, America, things like Shrek that want to release on Friday and get like the weekend. So, so. Hmm. Which by the way, uh, the, one of the directors of the first Shrek worked on He-Man. She did. She did. And it was a woman. You know, like Vicky people, Jensen. People might be like, "Oh, a woman directing." <laughs> you know, but don't be that way. And if you were thinking that when I had said that, to make up for it, you can buy Shira season one, <laughs> volume one, available November seventh, two thousand and six. It has Shira on the cover. It might have pink on it, but ignore the pink. <laughs> See, I, I don't just, I don't care. I don't have a problem with pink. I never have. Well, I'm used to seeing the She-Ra logo on the cartoon, and is it behind pink? No. It's behind a black starry background. As it should be. But you Indeed. can't make it black. That would be too dark. Whatever. <laughs> dark, evil, good. Dark. She-Ra is not Sailor Moon. I don't know. Is Sailor Moon pink? I don't know what... Sailor Moon. I don't know. What's pink? Shira is not Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders. Okay. Even though Princess Guinevere. She's not Lady Lovely Lux. Did you ever see that? She's not Barbie. Yeah, she's not Barbie. Freaking Gem. Even Gem didn't have, like. I mean, her logo in the opening sequence was pink, but the opening logo, or I mean, the opening sequence there was not very, like, pinkish. I mean, it was all like. Oh no, that sign is going to like fall on Jem and kill her before the episode starts. <laughs> and then they crash their car. I just remember there being bubbles in one part. Uh, um, I don't know, I don't, I'm not that like familiar. Like colors right. changing in bubbles. I don't know. I but in any case, um, did you ever see that Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders? That's like total She-Ra ripoff. No. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it does, it's more, way more girly and pink. But um, like she even has like a kind of a winged headdress like She-Ra, and she has a flying unicorn. How dare she? And a cape. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. So what's everyone going to do? They're all going to go out and buy He-Man, Season 2, Volume 2 on DVD, and if you haven't picked up the other ones, you must buy those, including the Christmas special and the best of She-Ra, which includes Secret of the Sword. <sighs> <laughs> That was a lot of air. Hot air. <laughs> Pink. Pink. 
So, I think we're done. We are. Please remember, we want your feedback. We want to hear you. Would you like to hear yourself on the podcast? Sure you do. Masters Cast encourages fan participation, as we are just fans ourselves. Do you have a question for us? Do you have something to say? You can have the power by submitting a voicemail to us. Mm. I had the flashback to Mr. T well, there for a moment. And remember, by submitting contact, uh, content to us, you agree that Masters Cast can use your voicemail submission in any of our upcoming podcasts. So, Or promotional materials. Yes, because... You or have, just to sit around and laugh at. No. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> because I'm, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we did run a... Point zero five second commercial for Masters Cast during the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy, which got like thirty million viewers or something. You might have <laughs> missed it if you blinked, because I mean yeah, that, that cost, cost us a lot of money for just that little yeah. space of time. But one of your voices might have been in the commercial. <laughs> anyway, we have a few options. If you have Skype, add Masters Cast, which is one word, to your Skype contacts. We, it does not have to approve your approve the ad. You click the little voicemail button and you can leave us a voicemail that way. You could make an MP3 file and send it to voices at masterscast.com. Or, the easiest way, give us a call. 619-618-0301 and leave us a voicemail that way via your telephone. Normal phone charges apply. Whatever it costs you to call California, so, anywho, thanks for listening. I'm John Callis, also known as Shadow. I'm Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. Remember, folks, anytime you get a box of Crayola crayons, take pink and throw it away. No! <laughs> <laughs> Good. Color it all over your walls, everywhere. Color it all over your car. All over your beds. All over your shoes. Pink everywhere. <laughs> Good, Good. <laughs> journey. It <laughs> sounds like the end of one of those uh, those storybook records, like the Point Dread one or something. I can hear it ending with a. Please turn the page after the chime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the story. If you'd like to hear it again, turn the tape over. <laughs> <laughs> you should end the show that way. <laughs> <laughs>